everybody um, thank you very much for joining me uh, this is the first of our sustainable business owner interviews and um, I'm being joined by Laura Thomas um, here she is so um, just while Laura gets uh, gets to a place where she can be um, seen and heard I'll just give you a little bit of background to this so the idea that I had was that you know I've got a sustainable business and um sorry laura's just can you hear me yeah i can hear you yes can you hear me great. yes i can now yes great yes. <laughs> so where are you in greece laura i'm on a little tiny island called paxos just south of corfu and i have to say it's absolutely beautiful and i'm so grateful to have managed to get out here this summer so i'm very very grateful <laughs> and i so are you there for a few weeks yeah, um, I've been here for about 10 days now and um, heading back to the UK uh, this weekend. So um be very sad to leave this little island. It's absolute heaven. It's so uncommercial, so unspoilt. Um, no big bars. It's just heaven on earth. It really is. And it's called Pat, Pat Sauce. Pat Sauce, yeah. I haven't heard of that one. I've heard of Pat Moss. And uh, no, I haven't heard of Pat, Pat Moss. Pat sauce. So don't um, tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. It's too nice. <laughs> the whole of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So are you there with your children? Yes, I am. I'm here with um, my three children and my partner as well, which is great. So right. yeah. Yes. Baby recently, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I had a baby. Um, in a, he's going to be one actually in a couple of weeks. Um. So I sort of, um, yeah, have have really needed this break, to be honest, having um, gone through the whole madness of COVID last year and being heavily pregnant and working literally to up to the day before I went into birth. Um, this is a very welcome treat and getaway, I have to say. <laughs> I bet you crawled onto the plane, didn't you? Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> So we'll talk about being a being a mum and running a business. So I think that'll be really interesting for people to find out about how you how you juggle everything. But let's just back up for a moment. Um, let me tell everybody sort of what we're doing, which is that um, this idea is to have um, a series of interviews about building a sustainable business and. Um, Basically, every week I'm going to be talking to a, a sustainable business owner about how they created their business, um, how to create a business that nurtures and sustains you um, with the idea of giving other people the inspiration and the uh, so practical tips and advice to be able to go and do it for themselves. Because I think so many people during lockdown um, got fed up with you know corporate life and decided that they wanted to do something for them for themselves and they've got great ideas but it's a question of you know how do you actually you know make all of this um work and so you know you are my first interviewee as uh, as Laura, um and you've created a, a sustainable homeware and self-care business uh where everything is is based in um the natural world you know so you have um you know i think it's inspired by your love of nature isn't it um absolutely yeah so just talk to us a little bit about you know the kinds of products that you sell and you know what um and i and i think then you know the fact is that so many of the best sustainable businesses are really rooted in a desire to sort of make some changes in the world 
Dev, you talked to me about, you know, what changes you saw as being important that you wanted to make and, you know, how that then gave rise to, to Laura Thomas Co. Sure. Well, I actually, um, if I take it one step back from that, I, I lived for nearly just, well, just under a decade in New Zealand. And Kiwis, uh, compared to us Brits at that time, were far more ahead in terms of sustainability, um, living more naturally. Um, staycations were a thing in New Zealand, a word I'd never come across when I went, until I lived there. Um, and because a lot of Kiwis tend to live much more rurally than, than, than us Brits, and everyone's a little bit more spread out, um, people really um, got into natu being natural and sustainable. And um, so living in New Zealand taught me a lot about life. And um, it really appealed to me as well because I was brought up on a, a farm in Scotland. So um, growing veggies and things like that really already appealed to me. Um, and it was a, a bit of a life change. My um, partner and I separated and I came back to Scotland in 2014. And I really took what I'd learned in New Zealand and um, expanded my brand, which had already started in New Zealand uh, and moved to um, Scotland. And um, I took what I had learned about sustainability, living naturally, um, trying to live as, without chemicals as where I, where I possibly could. Um, and I really projected it into um, the brand and developed the brand that we have at the moment um, from the mentality and mindset that I learned and loved in New Zealand. Yeah, so you were lucky that uh, in New Zealand was probably about a decade ahead of the UK and you were able yeah. to then bring that back. So, um, you know, thinking about, you know, what was your first product when you, because I think you had a p bit of a pivot, didn't you, from yeah. uh, you were in New Zealand where you were focused more on linens and so on, and then you came back to the to the UK, to Scotland. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, I, I saw when I first started um, Laura Thomas, I saw that there was a bit of a gap in the market in New Zealand for all white bedding. There was beautiful, colourful bedding at the high end and, and the bottom end of the market, but there wasn't the white company of New Zealand there. And I saw a bit of a gap in the market for the very conservative white British um, look there. And um, and then when I moved back up to Scotland, um, the, the market saturated in the UK with, with textiles and bedding. And you're competing with brands, historic brands like John Lewis, white mm. company I've just mentioned. And so I really had to pivot there. Um, and I went very much down the route of candles, natural candles and scent diffusers. And I, my packaging right from the very start um, has always been recycled. So my sort of message to market really was about um, burning a candle that was scented with um, a, a natural wax soy um, with no paraffin mixed in it. And it was scented with essential oils as opposed to synthetic chemicals, which in turn were better for your health and better for the air quality in your house. And the brand has really expanded from there um, that I then moved from candles and scent diffusers um, into toiletries. And um, we've expanded again. We're now very much um, in the plastic-free boutique hotel market, um, which seems to be really taking off with um, boutique hotel brands 
um, looking to get natural and refillable um, toiletries for their um, bathrooms, which makes me so happy because it's uh, my pet hate is to go to a hotel and get the little plastic minis to take away. And you just think, no, this is um, not great. But we actually did put on our um, Instagram this week that New York City, which is always very much ahead of the trend in terms of food trends and things, um, has is actually looking to ban single-use plastic toiletries by 2024, which is really exciting. That's fantastic. So you would provide them with um, refillables, presumably? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. But bigger, bigger glass bottles or plastic if, if the company would like that, because obviously not everyone wants glass in a bathroom. Um, but yeah, they come with big refillables that housekeeping can, every guest or every changeover um, can um, use in the bathrooms. And actually every single product that we use, um, our, all our, our soaps are refillable. Um, our clients um, can buy a sham our shampoo, for example, which is completely natural. It's got no chemicals in it um, and they can refill it. If they love the product, they can refill it um and which is very exciting and as i i mentioned to you before we're we're bridging the gap between luxury and sustainability a lot of the bigger brands are struggling with this at the moment how do they make their beautiful soaps or hand soaps or whatever it is how do they make this more sustainable and it all comes down to packaging as well how do how do the bigger luxury brands make a refill look stylish um and um, we we find that our clients have um, very much looked for luxury products that can be refilled and we've made it easier for them to do that. Yeah. And so what are your what is your packaging made out of currently? At the moment, we, we, we have glass and um, our refill pouches are little um, brown paper um, pouches but they've had a plastic lining on the inside so it makes they can be recycled but it makes it very hard to we're actually about to change that again which i'm so excited about that our clients can actually send us back their refill pouches and they go off to a special um place where they can actually get properly recycled and we can reuse them again and we're going to be launching very soon a um initiative that um clients will be able to build points and, and buy refills and a bit like going to, to get a coffee you get a little stamp and you get a free one every time we're, we're looking to try and encourage people to refill more in their home and reduce waste and re in turn reduce actually recycling waste too by our new recycling um incentive initiative that we will be launching um in the next few months and how do you go about, I think a lot of people listening would be interested in this, how do you go about fi finding a packaging supplier who shares your values? Where, where start? Um, I think it's a lot of Google researching. And also the more that we have been in the industry, the more we come across different suppliers. Um, and um, it's fantastic as well to build up a relationship with a, with a company that um, you can, we can partner with. Um, all our, our all our boxes, for example, and and I was very excited to change to this um, just over twelve months ago. Um, actually, it was about eighteen months ago. All our boxes that our packaging comes in is actually you it is actually made from paper from recycled coffee cups. Um, and I I love the fact there's a process. They take the plastic film off the inside and they mush it all down and, and reuse it. And it's actually done in a factory um, in England. And um, the print house that we use, who we've got a very good relationship, we use Eco Solvent Ink. 
So again, it's not toxic to the environment. Uh, it can be re easily recycled. So everything that we do at Laura Thomas is very carefully thought about right down to the ink on our boxes. Yes, it can be a particular source of, um, of pollution, can't it? I know with our T-shirt, my Breathe T-shirt, you know, we have, uh, we use eco-friendly inks on that, you know, and some people, you know, claim that they're a sustainable T-shirt maker, but then and it, they forget the ink. So you've got to really look at all the different mm -hmm. and the... Uh, in the supply chain, don't you? Um, yeah. and, you know, what about when you're sending things out? Uh, do you do you offset your um, your uh, carbon? Uh, how how do you work that to be more green? Yeah. We we literally um, try and be as plastic free as possible. So we we have we use cardboard boxes to um, actually ship our our um, products in. And we um, secure or, 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 or um, rather um, pad out the boxes with um, eco chips. They are made out of cornstarch. Um, they basically, we had a bit of a dare once in the office. Um, I lost the dare and I had to eat an eco chip. It tasted <laughs> a bit like a what's it without the cheese, but they are that eco-friendly. <laughs> um and um so basically everything is everything's really thought about as i said and, and we really do avoid plastic and to be honest um we're really lucky that we have very little waste as a business ourselves mm. um the, the 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 rubbish that we throw out is very very minimal and say we do get a pallet for our um milk bottles that we use for example for our scent diffusers and they come with plastic wrap we will then reuse that plastic wrap and put a little note into the whoever we've sold um goods to wholesale to say please we've reused this wrap it's come from another company please can you reuse it as well so we're just trying to minimize the waste that we as a business have as well as helping our clients reduce waste as well yeah, that's great. Yeah, we we go to our local department store and pick up cardboard boxes from them, and then uh, pass them, send them on, and ask our customers it's to a great idea. reuse them as well. Yeah, it's great actually. I think to begin with, I think they weren't quite sure what to make of us. You know, so hanging around at their sort of at their uh, unboxing point, but they're actually really glad to be able to sort of provide them to another to another local business to Fantastic. use. Yeah. You know, everybody now what about the um the product itself laura did you have experience in creating um creating candles or or scents how did you what, what was the inspiration for for the products themselves and the scents themselves and how did you go about um you know, bringing that to life um i think i i have always really been been into um natural beauty i'm not a massive makeup wearer um for example and um i've always been into really alternative and um natural beauty products which i think is an industry that in the last decade has moved light years ahead of if you were to buy say 10 15 years ago a natural deodorant it was pretty average if not really didn't work whereas now you know the products are really good that are out there on the market so i've always been really interested in that I'm an absolute candle fanatic. I love a candle and I'm quite obsessed with scent. You know, a beautiful scent when you walk into someone's house actually says a lot about them. 
um, a lot about their house. And I love creating a sophisticated scent. And when people walk into my own home, I'm really inspired because they're like, wow, your house smells brilliant. And, you know, so I guess that's just evolved from there. It's just the love of scent and a love of just natural products. And, you know, as I said, the beauty industry um, and the natural homeware industry has moved on a lot that you can now have um, very good quality and luxury, um, luxury homewares and scents in your house. You don't have to have some hippie thing that may or may not work that, you know, it is for a certain niche market. Um, so that's really been my love of that is to bring natural living very much mainstream. Mm-hmm. And you're doing some candle workshops, I think, aren't you, in September and October? So you can, yeah. and yeah. then that's live with you, which will be great fun. I'm going to be in with one of those. And uh, yeah, you must, you must. Yeah. be great. We we did um we I during the when COVID hit um hit us back in February last year um I actually flipped them online and that has been hugely successful. It's been really fun to get a whole bunch of people i think we had 53 people one night all making candles from various areas around the around the uk which was brilliant and you never um, felt so good <laughs> yeah yes exactly so it was it was really fun but the candle making workshops are great and we do go into a lot of chat about the sort of uh, the benefits of burning natural candles as opposed to synthetic ones and um how to make a good candle and how not to etc etc so yeah. um but you did ask the question how did i learn to make candles mm. through a lot of trial and error <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's a mistake i haven't done yet <laughs> i'm sure it's like you know pottery it kind of com- comes out a bit wonky to begin with and you kind of you get there in the end but so this beauty yes. early in those early days as well and talking mm-hmm. about beautiful, I think, you know, one of the things that's lovely about your brand is that it, it not only smells amazing, uh, but it also looks really pretty as well. And, um, you know, quite a lot of the sort of more natural end of the sort of um, the, the um, home scent spectrum tends not to look so nice, but yours mm-hmm. really. So tell, I, I, know, I know you have a sort of background in hospitality and, and you've had, got an interest in interior design. But how did you go about creating the the look and feel of the brand itself? I think people would be interested to find out, you know, um, what you got to the look and feel. Yeah, I, I'm originally, um, I'm slightly creative myself. So originally, I did a lot of the design work. Well, a lot. I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I created my logo and um, and then printed off my own labels and everything. And then it kind of got to a point where I thought, no, I want to take this up a level. And as you say take it to a very luxe looking product that is natural and is sustainable and how do I reach that that um how do I reach that level and I knew I couldn't do it on my own so I actually put out on Facebook I mean the brand is very it's all about um natural living as we know but it's also about happy vibes and it's very bright and colorful brand and um so and the brand started in New Zealand so I actually put out on Facebook to a lot of my Kiwi friends does anyone know a really good designer? And um, I was really lucky to be pointed in the direction of um, a Kiwi who is based in um, Copenhagen in Denmark. And he has taken on um, my design work and he's done an absolutely fantastic job of it. We won bronze recently in a very um, uh, highly accredited um, 
London International Awards and we were up against designs um, like uh, design packaging from Seedlip, a brand in Tokyo and another in New York and um, Laura Thomas won bronze, which we were delighted about. Um, but he's done a fantastic job at analysing the ethos of the brand. He wanted to try and get that feel across. He's picked the right colours. And um, obviously then we've gone and found the sustainable um, recycled coffee cup paper to, to marry that all together, which mm. is great. Did you, what, what kind of brief did you give him? Did, he, did you just have a chat with him or did you need to fill something in or give him a set of, you know, your values, your personality, all of that kind of stuff? And yeah. We, we, we had a, a, a ver various sort of WhatsApp video calls and um, then Zoom meetings. And I just really conveyed to him that I wanted to keep the Kiwi, um, the Kiwi feel, that bright, sunny, happy, relaxed, barefoot vibe from Laura Thomas. And it had to come through the packaging. And he really got that. Um, and really interestingly, you know, he came to me with a few different designs and um, I picked one and he came back and he said to me, actually, Laura, you know, I've chatted to my colleagues about this and we feel that that is not the right one for your brands. <laughs> and oh. um, so I, 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 being a good client, said, OK, I you're the professional. I trust what you say here. Let's roll with the one that you f feel best yeah. um, to go with. And uh, so we went with that. And I'm really glad we did. So yeah. um, being a great client. I advertising for over 20 years and it was the very rare client that would say agency you're right they would yeah, go, yes I can imagine I've asked my husband or wife or my children and this is what they think you know so yeah. uh, it's that you would ask a professional I would say that's definitely really good advice for anybody who's setting yes. out you know if you're going to employ a professional then um you know listen to their advice absolutely yeah take Isn't their advice on board do what they yeah. say they know not you <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and i think it's interesting that you said it had this sort of nice kiwi vibe which i totally get but i think it also i'm not surprised that he lives in denmark because i think mm. it also has kind of scandy vibe as well as mm. quite kind of minimalist and sort of clean as well isn't it yeah. So, yes yeah he, he's done an excellent job he really sorry. has and um yeah to convey exactly what we were wanting um and i think as well having lived in new zealand and and i have an absolute love of kiwis and we just got on really well and um he kind of got exactly what i was trying to do with the packaging so yeah um i've been very lucky but i think that the best advice to give to people would be to shop around um, and just that work with someone that, you know, you feel in your gut, you can really work with. So I've been working now with Mike for about two years and we'll just keep going with him and any new products we have coming out. Um, he will be chief designer. <laughs> Fantastic. That's great. I'm sure he'll be glad to know that. <laughs> and what about um, um, your time and people? So have you got other people working with you now on a full time basis? How yeah, at, at this moment in time, there's two full-time staff members um, and we will be expanding that towards the end of the year as well. Um, I have um, had part-time staff. I've done a lot myself and um, have had part-time staff up until about a year ago where there was a real need for full-time staff. And we've also just invested in semi-automatic filling machines for the production side of things, which um, I fe felt really important to get that in place before getting another actual man on board, man or lady on board, um, and uh, to, to, to try and quicken up the production process. Um, 
and I think it'll be worth the investment moving forward because we can actually produce a lot more within a shorter time scale than we, we have been doing. So you have your own workshop for, for most of your product. Yeah, for yeah. all of the yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. really passionate about not outsourcing our products. One, because we have absolute quality control on them. And two, because I really feel that um, the UK needs to produce much more of the um, stuff that we, we make and sell in our own country. Um, really interestingly, I was on a Zoom call. I was very lucky to be asked to be on a panel with Boris Johnson's business advisor um, with a panel of founders at sort of grassroots levels about how they have navigated through the COVID era. And um, really one of the things I wanted to stress to, to the UPM's advisor was that, you know, manufacturing is so important for the UK and I'm really passionate about giving jobs in our country, keeping the money cycling, you know, circling around the UK. And um, so I, I will always increase production I, um, and production capacity. I would never, ever go off into Europe or over to China to produce our products. It will always be made in Scotland, made in the UK. So do, do you have a production manager to help you at the beginning with all of this? Um, or were you... you no, know, it was very much at the beginning a mum-pop situation where, or just mum in my case, um, <laughs> just literally have done the whole um, slightly cliched thing of kitchen table to, you know, taking on staff to increasing the size of a workshop and um, have just really slowly expanded that way. Um, at this moment in time, I've not gone down the investor route. Um, any investment that has come has come from my, my savings and has literally just been money reinvested in the company year on year to try and keep, keep growing it. So, um, pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's good. Post then um, thinking about marketing you know lots of sustainable businesses you know you're starting out you've got to do your marketing on a on a shoestring so what works for you how did you get the brand off the off the ground initially um, I think word of mouth is the strongest way of marketing that any brand can do and literally um, I started selling products to mates and then mates of mates and family members and Word has spread um, slowly but surely um, that way. Um, this year, we won't be doing any um, serious uh, magazine advertising. I feel that um, it's been a lot more, we've been, we've been doing a lot more digital advertising this year. Um, but again, word of mouth is great. Um, Instagram is absolutely fantastic for us. Um, people really um, enjoy our vibe and, and, and our content that we're putting out there. And um, we seem to have picked up a lot of new followers that way. And um, the, the, the marketing side is tough because you don't know if you're going to spend money on this or this. And, and, and is the return going to be good? Um, but for us, it's about growing our market base really slowly and healthily rather than really exploding it and um, then having people um, leave our Instagram page or, or, or whatever. We want people to um, buy Laura Thomas product and stay with us for life, really. As we grow, we'd love for them to try our new products and um, we want to keep our customers happy as, as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, you know, obviously you do. Do, do you, um, so you've got a lot of returning customers. Do you have um, any sort of paid for advertising or do you pay for PR or anything like that at all? Or is it all just done, you know, through, um, through organic growth? 
Yeah, um, we, 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 the paid advertising we do is Facebook and Instagram, which seems to work quite well for us. Um, but I recently took on a full-time um, uh, marketing manager and um, Ellen is in charge of all that side of things, which is fantastic. Um, and she has put a, a few things in place in, in the last few months um, that have been working really well. So um, uh, I did have a PR agency at one point that I trialed for about six months, but I felt it was quite hard to see the return and maybe I didn't give it a long enough shot. Um, they do say that, you know, if you take on a PR agency, you really need to give it six to 12 months. But at that stage, it's a very expensive gamble. And at that stage, I wasn't quite ready for it. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, I, if I was to add up the amount of hours I have spent on Instagram <laughs> versus, versus the money that I've taken out of the business myself, I'm not sure, um, I would be paid even one P, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's time. And, um, you know, we're lucky enough to have these tools that we can, um, use without paying um we're, and, and there's other um, platforms coming through tiktok um and um, linkedin is another one that people are sort of shouting about at this moment in time the algorithms are pretty fair whereas platforms like um facebook and instagram are going more and more into the paid side of advertising that if you want to be known you, you've really got to pay for it um but it's it's time it does take time and um but I, I feel it's worth it it's worth it to get an engaged audience and um for people to enjoy and learn from you and um it, for them to be inspired for their life um to solve problems that they may have in their life um and the problem that really we are solving for people is how to um be more sustainable at home mm -hmm. Yeah, so talk a little bit more uh, about that. I think you've got some tips that you'd like to share on how people can be more sustainable at home, aside from using Laura Thomas candles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think top tip number one for being more sustainable at home is to absolutely and utterly ditch cling film. I think cling film is not a good thing. And I think people can reuse butter boxes, plastic butter boxes, and other little containers that you get with your food, wash them out, keep them in a, in a, 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 a as Tupperware. Um, that's top tip number, number one. Um, I think top tip number two would be to have in your kitchen separate bins for separate um, waste. So you've got your plastic bin and your paper bin. Um, I use um, Brabantia's um, recycling bins. They're fantastic and they come in really nice colours that you can actually fix these bins to your wall so they look quite pretty. Um, other sustainable tips um, would be, oh, trying to think what else do we do in our house that I really love. Um, cling film has been the biggest one and I'm definitely proud to say that I've not used cling film for well over two years um it would be obviously refilling where you can buying um products that can be refilled if you if you like them for example hand washes and at the moment hand sanitizers that kind of thing um and just generally really looking at what what you can reduce on we in our house have just started um, in the last six months, getting milk delivered in old-fashioned milk bottles, which is brilliant. Um, I remember as a child, and um, it's great things like this are coming back, and the milk arrives on our doorstep every Monday and Thursday, and we get cows, organic cow's milk and oat milk as well for coffees. 
Um, and it's just looking at different things like that, shopping locally where you can and support the local veggie shop and butcher. Um, yeah. And just, uh, yeah, trying to support local where you can. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're probably quite lucky in Scotland where you are with locals to produce, but more and more the UK is opening up to that and it's, it's available to all of us now. You know, I guess it's, you know, it's probably more expensive, but, you know, the opportunity to have allotments and grow things yourself is, mm. is also there. So turning to, you know, your sort of three tips, say, for creating a sustainable business, um, what are the three things that you wish you had known when you first started out that uh, you'd like to pass on now to, to this community? Um, I think it would be that the first point would be that really the customer is the hero, not, not the brand. Um, and the first problem would be, it's all about solving problems for clients. And the first one would be solving the external problem. Um, and if you're a restaurant, um, that would be you're solving hu hunger. Um, and the second point would be that you're, um, you're solving an internal problem too. You, you want someone to feel good about themselves by using your product, your service or whatever, whatever that may be. And the third thing really would be to deliver or produce a product that has a deeper meaning um in our case that is about all about sustainability and natural products that actually go further than just the client using them it's about the waste of that product going down the sink for example going into our waterways and into our seas which affect the fish and you know the, the bigger knock-on effect had i known this right at the beginning when i started my brand I probably would be maybe further ahead of where I am on my own sustainability journey, um, sustainable journey. Um, but I think it is very much thinking bigger picture and how you as a brand can help people um, make themselves feel better and help to make life easier for them, as well as giving greater meaning to, to what they're doing by using your product or your service. And I, I know you do that as well with your brand, don't you? I, I'm, I bought yeah. some of your um, um, plastic, recycled plastic leggings, which I love for yoga. Absolutely love them. Not only that, they look so cool. Um, but it is, it's about the greater meaning. And for you, uh, for me, buying from Yoga Clicks uh, solved the problem that I wanted to feel really good about myself when I was doing yoga and what I was wearing was helping um, the planet as well as helping myself because yoga is obviously a form of meditation and it's great for the body and the soul and all the rest of it so if I'd known these things I think I would have taken a stronger path on different things um, right from the start but um, yeah yeah, yeah I I think I think just getting clear at, right at the beginning, you know, what is the change that you want to make in the world? You know, to ask yourself that question and why is this important to you? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, how do I go about delivering that? You know, if you ask yourself that, those sort of three questions and get really clear on it, then you can lay down the fundamentals of what your brand is about from the from the beginning and get um, and people are much more likely to get engaged if you're able to share your why your um you know your personal story which you do really well you know on your website and in your social media you know through <laughs> sharing you know and if, if you if you share a picture of you know of your children on the beach you know you don't have to use so many words to communicate that you know what you're doing is preserving the planet and the happiness and healthiness of all mm -hmm. the beings 
on it you know and that that really is the is the key is that really sort of clear visual communication right from the beginning um supported with storytelling language as well you know i've worked in advertising for many years and i i do marketing for sort of yoga teachers and ethical businesses now and i always start with those questions you know what is the change and why do you want to why is it important to you to 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 make it and and then, and then, and then you know what is your unique contribution to that as well i think that's also you know really important to be to be clear about I think, you know, for, for Yoga Clicks as well, obviously there was all the, you know, there was the sustainability of what yogis were making. But interestingly, when I first came to it, I was more, what drew me to, to creating my platform was that I wanted to support the creativity of the yoga community uh, because I'd written books out of yoga and I knew the power of yoga to, to help us to create because it sort of removes the roadblocks, all the internal chatter and gets you clear on, you know, what is your intention um, in this world? What is your purpose? What is your intention? And how are you, gonna, how are you going to do it? Um, and it was actually, so it was that that got me recruiting yogis. And, and it was from that that I realized that everybody was doing things sustainably. So I kind of went at it the other, the other way around and it was that. Discovery, yeah, discovering. <laughs> That because they were yoga people you know that they were putting you know people and planet first and so that was a very happy uh, discovery and and so then you know and, and I've never actually had to say to a yoga person or you know we can't take you because you don't you're not making it sustainably that's never the problem you know there might be issues with marketing or with brand imagery or um or, or um the products themselves but not, never to do with you know their responsibility to the planet which is mm -hmm. a place to uh, place to be mm -hmm. so um if we just sort of bringing this to to a close thinking about you know what's next for laura laura thomas what's coming up in the next few months that we should look out for from you well we very excitingly we have um uh, a few products launching in autumn. We've got a few textiles coming. We've got um, beautiful handmade woolen rugs from Morocco launching in October, uh, September rather. And we have a new hand wash and hand and body lotion that we are working on at the moment, which is exciting. And the smell is just divine. It's taken us since January to create this blend. Um, there's been a lot of smelling going on and a lot of coffee beans sniffing as well to clear our noses. Um, so uh, really our launch um, for the autumn range, um, but the big one will be um, uh, the spring, summer next year. We are uh, looking to um, get a, a, a bigger collection of natural um, and sustainable homeware um, textiles for for your house. Um coming soon which we're really we're working on now already which is which is great i was for um for for the uh for your beach towels and things but i believe they're all sold out aren't they they I'm are sure. they yeah. are which is amazing we, we will have to definitely um increase stock next year but um yeah we've had a fantastic response to our really fun beach towels this year and um which has been great so um yeah i hope everyone that bought one has a really enjoys using them because they're really fun they were tie-dyed towels and uh yeah <laughs> real 
lovely vibes to them. They were lovely. And yeah, they're very retro. <laughs> you've got a sale on at the moment, haven't you, as well? So people head yeah. over to thomas.com. They will find we some do. Yeah, we, we, have, we only do two sales a year in January and July. And so we really make it worth it for our clients. So if you're watching this and you do want to try something from our range, please do so at a less cost. And the sale runs for the whole um, month of July. So um, have a look. We're actually discontinuing our um, bedding, which was the product that the brand started with. Mm. But we feel it's far more beneficial to the brand to be concentrating on more natural and sustainable well-being products. And um, so please get grab an absolute bargain on what we have left in bedding. Fantastic. We've got a Great. sample on as well at the moment so uh yeah we're just sort of we we did a big clear out as we were moving moving into a slightly smaller office actually for for some of our stuff and uh so we needed to do a clear out and we've got so if you have a look at yoga clicks at the moment on the sale menu tab there's uh, equipment and uh, and clothing on there too um Brilliant. so um if people want to find you they can go to laura-thomas.com um yep. or instagram and facebook you're at laura thomas co and um i think if anyone's got any questions just pop them into the chat quickly now and we'll just sort of wind up in a in a couple of minutes if anyone's got anything um we will turn this into a blog post uh, so that uh so that people can sort of read all of these tips um you know in in text form as well sometimes easier but uh, it's in both formats and we might try and turn it into a podcast at some stage as well if we can get our heads oh, really? around make that work <laughs> So, absolute pleasure talking to you laura enjoy the rest of your holiday i feel better just soaking up some of those greek vibes oh, um, i hope I, you can hear the cicadas in the background I can. I can. it's magical actually <laughs> just stay on the line for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> Put my son has a grab a gin yep yep definitely oh right. it was really lovely to speak to you and thank you so much for having me on your first um insta live that's brilliant and um yeah thank you thank thank you very much laura and thanks to everyone who joined in bye thank you. bye bye bye